Latin academic lawyer and columnist is joining us on NITV Radio to explore Western Australia's new Aboriginal Cultural Heritage Act that came into effect on July 1, triggering some mixed reactions, with some pundits even pouring into outright scaremongering. Emma Galette, First of all, thanks for joining us on NITV Radio. And uh, before we look at uh, the reactions to the new laws, can you explain to us the fundamentals of uh, WA's cultural heritage laws, the ones that just came into effect? Yeah, so the new Cultural Heritage Act came into force on the 1st of July. So that was just last week. And what it does is it replaces the old and outdated 1972 Cultural Heritage Act And the reason they needed to amend and replace the Act was because the old Act didn't provide traditional owners with adequate procedural fairness in decision-making on their land. So procedural fairness means having um, being able to have opportunity to have input and show evidence um, to make a decision. So what the new Act does is it aims to better protect Australia's 60,000 years of Aboriginal heritage The new law wasn't just created really quickly. In fact, it was developed over five years and involved extensive consultation with a variety of stakeholders over WA. It really aims to fairly balance the interests of different land users and stakeholders, which does include Indigenous people, and it includes stronger protections for significant sites and broader definitions of what Aboriginal cultural heritage is. So this is really important um, and it also includes a pro- positive duty to exercise due diligence. So what that means is you need to actively avoid harm to Aboriginal heritage and if you don't, there are in fact stronger penalties for breaking the law, which is really important because um, we need to protect our Aboriginal heritage. The new law also considers something called cultural landscapes, which is um, great because it's not just individual cultural sites and it includes both tangible and intangible cultural heritage, it means we can protect that, which is very, very um, significant for Aboriginal people and a big improvement from the last 1972 Cultural Heritage Act. Yeah, you said uh, it uh, tries to address the concerns of many stakeholders, but is it a good law? I think it is. It's a big improvement from the last Act. The aim of it is to really to better reflect aspirations of Aboriginal people into government and business decisions. Um, but un- because unfortunately the views of Indigenous people haven't been given equal weight in WA before. And unfortunately because of that we've had incidents um, in the past where Aboriginal heritage has been legally destroyed but it may not reflect what the community and Indigenous aspirations are for that site. So it is an improvement on the old law, but there are still some things that um, could have been done to improve it, and that includes avenues for protecting um, sites from cumulative effects as well. And one thing I would have liked to see as well um, is a federal legislation, but I can talk to you a bit more about that a bit later. Yeah, we'll uh, definitely continue this conversation. But uh, coming back to the stakeholders, uh, and one shire in particular, the shire of uh, Carnarvon, says that the new law may trigger community disputes about uh, who is the appropriate traditional owner or knowledge-holding group for a particular area of land. And uh, 
yeah, this is an issue that uh, seems to not have been uh, adequately addressed in, by the new law. This has been an ongoing issue. It's something that's not new. So I think that a lot of stakeholders that might have had this issue in the past, they're raising it again and it's rearing its head. But it's always been an issue for some stakeholder groups um, in identifying who the, the Indigenous knowledge holders are. And it's up to them as well to do their due diligence and make sure that they consult with the right groups as well. I hope that the new law is able to um, support this and make sure that traditional owners are consulted in the adequate and correct way to protect their Aboriginal heritage. Some believe the law has been a little bit rushed. Uh, Why now? The reason for it now is because we had really outdated laws previously. We had the Aboriginal Heritage Act in 1972. It was created and it failed to protect significant sites. And a lot of our sites were legally destroyed. And I'm not saying that might not happen with the new Act, but what the new Act does is it allows for more procedural fairness so that decisions made are more representative of state bodies. What the new Act does is to try and mitigate some of those failings of the past law and um, it demonstrates the need for legal reform from the past. So that's what's occurred now. We have new laws which can try and prevent disasters happening in the past. Yeah, I've been uh, sifting through the comments. Uh, uh, there are some that say that uh, while the new law may be a step in the right di- direction, it actually does not go far enough from an Indigenous perspective, uh, especially for... This is, comes from uh, professionals who look at it and uh, work in uh, the Indigenous uh, community. Yeah, and I think that it would have been nice to see uh, a right of appeal in there as well for decisions for Aboriginal people. But one thing that is called for is, for example, the First Nations Heritage Protection Alliance. They've called for overarching federal legislation to ensure that Aboriginal self-determination and consent rights on cultural heritage are codified into Commonwealth law. And another important point to note as well is that all states have different cultural heritage laws. Currently, there's no national overarching cultural heritage laws. So what is being asked is really important because what different law in different states and territories means is that there's different levels of protection or participation of traditional owner groups in the management of their cultural heritage. So it would be nice to really make sure that it's protected at the same level across the country and increase the protection of it as well so that we can start protecting Aboriginal heritage in the same way that non-Indigenous heritage is protected in both the state and in the country. So I really support the call for federal cultural heritage legislation in the future. Yeah, you kind of touched on uh, what was going to be my next question, uh, is uh, whether this law is unique to WA or other states have their own uh, legislations. But uh, can you maybe tell us one of the key uh, benefits of uh, the uh, WA law compared to other what's applicable in other states and uh, some of the weaknesses? I would like to say that the new law in Western Australia is just a lot better than our previous Cultural Heritage Act in terms of procedural fairness, as I mentioned earlier. And it's important and it's great. And another good um, part of it is we now have um, local Aboriginal advisory, cultural heritage advisory services, which will be established as well. So I really do like that. But one thing we need to make sure of is that those services are resourced adequately and that 
they have the right people that are able to run them as well and they're also funded in the right way. If you just compare that with non-Indigenous heritage groups that are funded, you can see that a lot of those... Um, that I just like to see that Aboriginal heritage be recognised in the same way. Yeah, it comes a little bit too late for some uh, really interesting and very, not just interesting, but actually culturally significant sites uh, that have been destroyed. Yeah, I would have really liked to see stronger legal protections in the past. And it does come really late, but at the end of the day, the law has changed and there's so much room for law reform in the state and in the country. And I hope that we can continue to make sure that laws are fair, equitable and provide justice for First Nations people, especially when it's consider concerning decisions over their land and waterways and air. Emma Gallet, thank you very much for joining us on NITV Radio to further explain to us uh, the reach and implications of the new WA uh, cultural heritage uh, laws. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.